With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today in the Callahan Podcast, well, most of the national media, they're just like Bill Belichick. They are rooting against Tom Brady as he goes against Kansas City in his 10th Super Bowl. But we got Kerry Byrne from Cold Hard Football Facts to tell you why Tom Brady will not be stopped, why the Bucks are going to outgun the Kansas City Chiefs in this Super Bowl. Plus, the Chiefs have more dirtbags, so you want to be rooting for the Bucks. We'll get into that. And why does anyone, anyone believe john Kerry? well i mean how can anyone take john Kerry seriously he's flying his private jet all over the world picking up prizes for his fight against climate change aoc made it all up yes alexandria acacio smollett got caught in one big fat lie and also um uh, dave colonnade's dream job has opened up yes he, he might get a shot at his dream job it's true. He's going to be hosting Jeopardy. We'll get into all that and more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free check-in accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free check-in accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colleen, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. And I already decided a long time ago that I'm going to root for uh, TB12. I'm going to root for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I like I like watching Patrick Mahomes play football. I like watching uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, but... Uh, they win the uh, tale of the dirtbags. They get more dirtbags, and they get the worst one of all in uh, Tyreek Hill. And when you do the little formula, it's how much the dirtbag matters to that team. He's so important that if you're rooting for Patrick Mahomes, you are rooting for Tyreek Hill, a guy who allegedly, uh, it's a little murky, allegedly broke his kid's arm. Uh, you're also rooting for Frank, Frank Clark, another dirtbag. And maybe, maybe Antonio Brown doesn't even play, so you don't have to worry about rooting for him. And by the way, I hope you all 
aren't going to cheer this because I because you know flip flop Fauci has said and the CDC has said no cheering. Uh, you can watch the Super Bowl; they'll allow us to do that, but you can't have a party and you can't cheer or sing. I know, Kerry Byrne, you were planning on singing. I, I mean, I, you were going to sing the anthem. Of course, you always do. And then you're going to do the Black National Anthem. And then at halftime, you were going to sing along with Weekend, right? Yeah. In my cheerleading outfit. I have a brand new Tom not, Brady cheerleading new, outfit for the occasion. Somehow, you know, I'm joking with you, but I'm not joking with Cullinane. I picture Cullinane singing. <laughs> some kind of, you know, a couple of dozen Pink Whitney's in him and... Uh, <laughs> Do you, do you know weekend? Do you know the weekend? I'm sorry. I know the I know the songs when I hear them. You so know, you will, know will you sing along with the weekend? Even though Flip Flop Fauci has said no, that's no, not. I, I was never a singer. I'm a head head bop guy. You know, and, you know, and I'm a good dancer too. My shoulders do what my shoulders do just naturally. So you know, check, I'm not a singer. Let me check the list. You're a dancer and a head bop. Oh, that's not on the list. So well, apparently, have, yeah, it's not on the list. I just have the rhythm, so I'm I'm fine with the CDC. Is they, there, I was. I was watching this this morning. Some news reporter was going over the guidelines, the CDC recommendations, I should say. And he said, no uh, cheering, yelling, or singing. Is there a single American? I know there are people, there are sheep out there who are like putting masks on their dog before they walk. (laughs) Uh, Is there a single American who says, I would love to cheer for my team, for whatever, the Bucks, the Brady Fauci said not to, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just be quiet over here in the corner and watch. Uh, Sadly, watch. Jerry, yeah, there are millions of them. Millions. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid. Millions of. <laughs> who will not who will obey with with every last fiber of their soul anything that comes out of King Fauci. It's it's you know I, as you know I work with restaurants a lot and we deal with people all the time. They are afraid. There are people who still have not gone out. People afraid yeah. to go inside. I was talking. I, I was going to say it's not about the yelling. It's the fact they've already scared the shit out of people to just hang around with each other, even if you're twenty feet away from each other. For God's sakes, yeah. As ridiculous as it sounds, Jerry, yes, the answer is yes. Millions of people are going to avoid cheering for fear of aerosoling out I, the COVID. I wish. I only wish I had friends that I could invite them over and break the rules because I'm a, a born rule breaker, and I would love to have a party if I knew anyone that could come over and, 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 and join me. I will watch the Super Bowl essentially alone the way I always do. The way it's actually the way I like it. Uh, I, you know, when I was on the radio, we would spend an inordinate amount of time talking about the commercials and the announcers yeah. and the halftime show. We'll do some of that obviously on Monday, but I do feel like if you go to a party, you miss, you miss a lot. You don't just miss, maybe a few plays here and there, but you miss the best commercials, the worst commercials. You miss whatever halftime show. You miss Maroon 5 doing the worst halftime show ever. That was the year, a couple of years ago, I said, time to bring back up with people. It was the worst <laughs> halftime show since they, since Michael Jackson performed with a bunch of children. Now, someday they'll look at the NFL to do the history of the NFL and the best decisions, worst decisions, deflate gate. And this, do you think, Someday, maybe it'd be go beyond that, like business schools, the worst decisions ever by a corporation. Michael Jackson performing with about a hundred little little, little kids. <laughs> <laughs> and in a world of you can't make this up, that's one of those you can't make this thing. I up, was you know? I was there for that, and I was there for um for uh, Janet Jackson or Justin Timberlake showing. I was us. there for Prince in the Rain in Miami when I was working with Sports Illustrated, and that was you know what the worst place to watch a Super Bowl, Jerry, is at the game. Oh, I know. You don't get any of the cultural impact of of the game. I remember 
covering the Green Bay Pittsburgh Super Bowl in Dallas years ago, sitting next to you know how they have the kind of the uh, the press box in the stands. There's the press box. Right, and they the auxiliary out, press you know, box we call it. The right. auxiliary, the ox box. Yeah, and. I was sitting next to a guy from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Flozell Adams went out in the first quarter. I said, hey, what's the status on Flozell Adams in the second half? He goes, why? What happened? The guy had no idea. His style left tackle was out the whole game. I used to come home when we would be there for the radio. Uh, we'd be there you know, Monday through Friday, and I'd come home Friday night to, and watch the game at home, be back in the studio on Monday. I like that. Yeah. Again, you don't miss as much, and you feel like – a lot of what you do, you miss, including, the, you know, you make fun of the announcers, you make fun of uh, whatever, sideline reporters, commercials, and, and my son would get mad at me. What are you doing? Why aren't you going to the game? I go, I'd much rather be in front of my big TV yeah. and my nice warm house and then, you know, and, and, and see everything, not miss anything. And this time, I mean, it's, I, I love, I love this yesterday. I'm going to enjoy this for the next uh four or five days when the reporters 98 percent are just moon bat liberals go down to tamper and stop bitching that the restaurants are open and he's <laughs> i saw ben volan from the globe doing that it's such a straight it's a different world restaurants are open i saw someone without a mask by the way florida with half the mortality rate literally right. half the mortality rate of mass like moon bat massachusetts so ben, i didn't see that tweet is ben volan there the globe yes. sent him what, yes, what is what is the value in today's world? What is the value of sending Ben Volan to the Super Bowl this year? There's none. I mean, they 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 have barely have any readers left. But you know, I guess they're they, they haven't run out of John Henry's money yet, so they're going to keep doing it. And there'll be others. There's. I was just watching NFL Network. They got a guy there. They're not doing as much of the the lifestyle scene as uh, some people. But this is going to upset a lot of reporters. Trust me. I know these people. And they are, you know, they're, you talk about people who fall in line to whatever flip flop Fauci says, these are people, you know, who who wear a mask in the shower. These are people, you know, there's, there's a, you got to see this video, a doctor tweeted out um, a a video of a grocery store in Naples. And it was a bunch of people without masks, you know, going to grocery shopping. And he said he wanted to kill them all. (laughs) (laughs) Said I want to kill these people, I guess, you know, figuratively, but. It, it upsets people in lockdown states, which are destroying businesses, ruining lives. You know, kids are killing themselves. Yep. They, think they're, they think they're doing it right. They look at Florida, which is like free America is what yeah. it is. It's a free state. Yeah. A, a couple of things upset. you touched on, Jerry. Uh, you made me think of one, watching the Super Bowl at home. That, that speaks to the whole cultural phenomenon of football in general, right? It's a TV sport. The reason why football is more popular than hockey is because – Hockey sucks on TV. It's great. Hockey is a better sport in person than football. Right. I, mean, I, I, agree, I, wow. I agree with that 100%. Hockey's a blast in person. I mean, Colin Ain is going to get uh, upset here, but it is it's it it is not a great TV sport. Football is made for TV. Which, yep. by the way, is another reason really it, really it didn't miss a beat yep. uh, during COVID. I mean, it didn't. It, obviously, the lockdown states had no fans. You know, Florida is going to have 25,000. Uh, finally they're letting fans in, but it didn't miss a beat because it's such a great TV sport and COVID couldn't stop it. Yeah. No, that explains the whole success. They're going to let 25,000 people in, but they can, are they going to monitor? Or is it honor code for how many beers you can go get and how many times you can use uh, the bathroom? Cause there's guidelines on, you know, they're trying to get people to just sit there and stay in your seat. But can you imagine paying $3,500 a ticket and then not being able to drink as many beers? Well, as how many, how many of the 25,000 are healthcare workers, which like the, the Patriots are sending 
76 healthcare workers on Kraft's plane, and every team, I assume, is doing that. So a number of them will be vaccinated healthcare workers, which is cool. But uh, I wonder, it's Florida. If that were New England or New York, there would be those Stasi, those secret police walking around making sure you didn't uh, take your mask off or didn't sit too close to somebody or didn't go to the men's room too often. Um, that was another recommendation from, from the CTC. If you go to a restaurant or bar to watch the game, do not go to the bathroom at halftime, it says. Yep. <laughs> Literally. It says don't go. I guess they want you to just you know wet yourself. But they, they said bathrooms will be too crowded, so time it so you don't have to go to the men's room, women's room at halftime. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Jerry, so one as you know, the foundation of the cold art football facts from the early days is here's what the experts say. And here's what the data says. Here's what the headlines say. Here's what the data says. Here's what conventional wisdom says. Here's what the data says. And in a shocking number of circumstances, the data conflicts with conventional wisdom, conflicts with what the experts are telling you. This whole COVID thing has been a textbook study in the vast chasm between what the experts are telling you, what the politicians are telling you, and what the data says. Uh, you know, from day one, this, 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 first of all, we know there's been no difference in um, mortality rate in this country, right? I mean, the same number of people died in 2017, 2018, 2019, was died in 2020 from, from infectious diseases. That's been the case all over the world. It's right. just been in the news constantly. People are afraid. And now that they're opening stuff up, we are literally in the midst of the deadliest month, the deadliest two-week period since the inauguration of COVID. Over the past week, an average of 3,000 people per day are dying across the country, the rolling seven-day average. Back in June, when everything was shut down, it was like 200 people across the country per right. day. It's never been deadlier, but people now, I was on, I, you know, I've been, I've been the one guy who's not settled. I've been back and forth from Boston, New York, literally every week since last May. Uh, in June, when nobody was dying, I have a picture of me at JFK, one of the busiest airports in the world. It was doomsday empty. Nothing opened on another soul in the airport terminal at JFK. Uh, the other day I flew back to Boston, the plane was packed, not an empty seat, no, no oh, middle it, row. And meanwhile, 4,000 people a day are dying of COVID. Two things. Two th well, it's over 50,000 now that Joe Biden has killed. Uh, yep. that's, that's the rule. Who's ever president yep. is the murderer. They killed yep. him. So he's over, he's killed over 50,000 people would be alive today if not for Joe Biden, but that will do that another day. Here, I did this. I tweeted this out. I did the numbers. On uh, there's uh, I compared January 28th when Charlie Baker in Massachusetts opened things up, not totally, but opened gyms up again, opened up, re expanded uh, the hours for restaurants. On that day, there were 12 times more deaths than September 28th when everything shut down completely. No sports, no school. It's all a sham. And here's, the, here's the, to me the real uh, maddening part is they will never admit they were wrong. Um, we, they will never admit it was all about politics. It was panic porn, just trying yep. to affect the election. It did. It worked. They got their guy elected, Charlie Baker, Cuomo, Pritzker. They all got, they all invested in Joe Biden for president. It worked. Their guy won. And now they're going to open up, even though the numbers, forget Kerry, forget them being worse now. They're literally 10, 12 times. Worse. I know. I know. The virus I know. is much, much more deadly. And they're saying, it's time to open up. You can come to no other conclusion. Only two things are, um, are are just flat out facts, cold hard facts. Terry yep. Byrne. One, it was political, and two, they were lying the whole time. Charlie Baker, Andrew Cuomo, 
Gretchen Whitmer were lying to you in in, Jan, in June, July, August, September, October. They were lying. Jerry, the, day the, that credibility, the credibility for these people should have been shot a long time ago. But now that we see how well Florida's doing, Texas, Georgia, how well they're doing compared to the lockdown states, um, there can be no debate. They were right. We were wrong. Massachusetts. It, it doesn't matter. Hampshire, I mean, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, these tyrants were wrong. They ruined lives. Here's, here's a, I don't know if we'll ever get the truth because the media is so in the tank for the most part. They ruined lives. They destroyed businesses. They ruined children's lives for politics. That's that's a fact. Jerry, there's not one shred of evidence. There's not a single piece of evidence, and I defy any of your listeners or anyone out there to show me a single piece of evidence that these shutdowns saved a single life. There's no Just evidence, the and there never will be because there's no taste, test case in which, which to measure it against. But I can show you <laughs> mountains of evidence that we destroyed tens of millions of lives across the country. Businesses, two years of education ruined. Entire sectors of the economy ruined. Uh, people, you know, suicidal, people committing suicide. Uh, people, go, kids going hungry, kids who don't have, you know, school meals. The, the, the human devastation of these shutdowns is, is the greatest public health catastrophe in, other than war in, man, in human history. Right, and, and this was voluntary. Nobody, you know, there was no, re, we didn't have to do it. It wasn't like we were going to war. We were attacked at Pearl Harbor. We got the virus. There was different ways to handle it. The virus came to our shores. And the way, say, Ron DeSantis did it was has been proven to be smarter, better, more humane than what Charlie Baker or Andrew Cuomo did. They will never pay the price. I mean, guys, a guy like Baker probably won't even – I mean, he may not run for reelection. But there are so many fools. You talked about the people who won't cheer on Super Bowl Sunday because Fauci said not to. That, to me, is almost the most discouraging part, Kerry, that, that since this whole thing began, is the level of complicity, the level of of, of submission yep. for people who are alone on the beach with a mask on or walking their dog at night, nobody around, masked up because that's what they told me to do. They never stop and say, does this work does it help and then they see the hypocrisy they see all these elected officials without masks are going on vacation or they see these teachers union people sitting in the caribbean during the and, and they say you know i'll do what i'm told at some point human nature says you have to open your eyes see the hypocrisy and and resist and defy these tyrants and the level uh, which people are still cooperating is amazing to me who still think you know, um, I, I've been tweeting a lot about, you know, like prisoners getting vaccinated. And yep. invariably, uh, it, to me, it's the most outrageous thing I've ever seen from our public officials. Uh, obviously, a guy like Baker is a scoundrel, a liar in, in Massachusetts. He's vaccinating murderers before senior citizens. I've said this many times. He's vaccinating criminals before World War II vets. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll criticize him for it. They did the same thing in Seattle, Washington. Uh, a guy, uh, his, came, his name is Ridgeway. He's a serial killer. He's getting vaccinated today, I believe. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. He's, getting, he's a serial killer, and they're using a vaccine. And, and it, you know, if, if they were all done with the senior citizens, that's one thing, although I don't know why you would ever waste a vaccination on him. But anyway, they're making the senior citizens, people who've given their, you know, work, uh, veterans, yeah. people who paid taxes and just done things right. 
They have to wait in isolation in the nursing home while we vaccinate a serial killer. But here's the problem, Kerry. I'll tweet and I'll literally get most people obviously agree with me and you and the common sense. But there'll be a handful every time that say, you know, we got those people deserve it. They're in they're trapped in the prison and we need to protect the, the guards. And, and they will literally bend over backwards or not literally. They will bend over backwards yep. to defend this insane edict from an in, from a tyrant governor or, or mayor. They'll say, yeah, but, you know, we can't be too careful. The American spirit is is what is the biggest casualty. I 100% agree, Jerry. I have been far more frightened by the complicity of the American people uh, than I have been by the virus. I never thought I'd live in a country where people just roll over. First of all, I just want to be very clear. Kerry Byrne doesn't take orders from politicians. I'll give orders to them, but I am never, ever, You're ever not, going to take an order from a politician. That's not the American way. I'll follow the laws. I'll play by the rules. I'll do. I've always. I've never been in trouble my whole life, but I don't follow. I don't how, take how, orders. How about, from how about orders from a hack like Fauci, a career bureaucrat yeah. who spends his days, who makes four hundred seventeen thousand a year to do interviews day and night. That guy. That I guess you're right. That's a politician, and he's giving you orders. And I obviously don't follow them either, but so many people do. It's amazing how many people do. Being an expert in communicable diseases, which I guess he's the world's foremost authority on viruses, (laughs) doesn't make you a public health expert. Doesn't make you like you can be the best quarterback in football. You can be you can be the greatest ever in your trade and not be able to do something else, right? I mean, just because he knows more about viruses than you or I doesn't make him a public health health expert. And clearly, his directives have been a disaster. So knows what he time knows more. He this is a guy on March 9th, I said it before. I'll say it again because that's less than a year. Yep. Said, don't hesitate to go on a cruise. There's a guy who said you don't need to wear a mask. Then he said wear a mask. Then he said wear two masks. Then he said don't wear two masks. No, you I'm just saying even if even, you do, even if he was the world's foremost expert in viruses, <laughs> it doesn't make him an expert in anything else, and certainly not public health. By the way, I looked this. I was reading this the other day. This is the American Journal of Medicine. Okay, came out last month. Published a renowned, you know, scientific journal, uh, and it says point blank, Jerry, that. Uh, the main place of viral transmission occurs in the home, which we all know by now, right? Overwhelming. 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 And this is what they suggest. This calls for spending long periods of time outdoors with no face covering. <laughs> to, this, is, this is word for word from the American Journal of Medicine. Spend long time outdoors, uh, they say away from others, with no face covering to disperse the re-inhale of the viral aerosol. In other words, what they're telling people is, that mask, you breathe in that virus over and over again. Maybe one in ten, maybe maybe only one in ten times it makes you sick. But you're breathing that in over and over. You're increasing your likelihood of getting sick by wearing a mask. This is the American Journal of Medicine. This isn't right wing nut Kerry Byrne or Jerry Callahan. This is straight like, from the American yeah, Journal of Medicine. While we're talking about this, I'd like to give a shout out to my wife who handed me mask number two before I went to the grocery store yesterday. By the way, you did, no, no. did you did you wear two masks? Oh I my! Didn't, God. I didn't wear, but you know, See, you just, this carry this is a great example. We talk about the sheep yeah. who follow whatever orders they're given. Here you go. This is a, uh, you know, that he's this is that German citizen. Who said? I think I see uh, that 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 Anne Frank girl. I thought I think I saw her up in the attic, sir. That's yeah. her. I mean, it was, it was, it was, all, was, it was whatever was, they're told. This is the wife. This is the wife, though. You know what I mean? You gotta pick your spots. You got to pick your battles. That one, uh, you take it and you run oh, away. That's all. I mean, I do the same when you go to the grocery store. Whatever you put them. If someone asks you to put the mask on, mask on, you do it. But 
and it doesn't have to make sense. You just want to cooperate. You don't want to be a jerk, yep. but it just amazes me. In this case, there will be people, probably millions of them who are not millions, maybe who will tell their family, their friends to not cheer, not yell, not sing, because that's what Fauci said yep. on Super Bowl Sunday. Can you imagine, can you imagine being, a, I mean, obviously it's already a weird year, but being a Bucks fan, being a season ticket holder, like carry over here, going to the game, your team is at home in the Super Bowl. You're one of, what was it, 25,000? So you're one of 25,000 people yep. that are rooting for the Bucks, and you can't, you, you can't make a noise. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to hand out the clapper things there. They have to for the thing. Yeah, what is it? It's like those things you go like this on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're sitting people in pods. I know that because I sent out, the Buccaneers sent it out. You have to buy tickets in pods. Are you, I don't, did you I don't get know your tickets? What's that? Did you get your I did not. For those who don't reason. know, Kerry Bird's a season ticket holder. He's that much of a Brady rump swab that he got Total rump tickets. swab, yep. Proud. What'd you do? Did you get to, I mean, normally season ticket holders get to buy Super Bowl tickets. They did a lottery because, you know, as, as Dave was saying, there's only, what, 22, 25,000 tickets being sold to the game. So Probably, probably 18,000 fans. I think it was 7,000 um, healthcare Hell. workers. Yeah. Yeah, so what they did is they did a lottery for season ticket holders, which I did, I did not win, which would have been a face value ticket. I don't know what the face value is, but we also had access to uh, ticket packages. You know, those, you know, you get a party, you get this, you get that, but they jack up the price. It was like $9,000 for a ticket. So, uh, yeah, I mean, for the, you know, for the same reason, it, the game is better to watch on TV. And I don't want to, I don't want to sit in a pod. I don't know if they're going to put you in a plastic bubble or something, you know, and. So that wasn't my it idea. Tom Brady is in his 10th Super Bowl, and, he's, uh, and obviously that's what everyone's talking about, but he's playing at home. He's playing a home game. There's none of the usual Super Bowl uh, you know, pageantry. Uh, I guess it'll feel similar on Sunday because you'll get the you know, the anthem, which, by the way, Eric Church is part oh, of. Oh, Eric Church. Eric Church, not Morgan Wallen today? Not, uh, not, okay. I'm not. I'm not that familiar with the weekend. I know Cullinane is. He'll be singing along. He'll do the halftime show. It can't be worse, as I said, than Maroon 5. There's been some bad ones. There was a stretch where they did all the geriatric rockers. They did The Who. They did Paul McCartney, I believe. They did Springsteen. Yep. Uh, I, I kind of like that better than you know the weekend. But who knows? I'll see what I think. Yeah, but every now and then, somebody surprises you, right? Were you, right. Were you anticipating Bruno Mars? I don't think anyone was really predicting he'd be that good live in that moment. And- and the and the dancing, obviously, the dancing with um, who was it who did uh, a couple of years ago? And the dancing was amazing. The sing was it Lady Gaga? And 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 you say, I guess it's not really about the song; it's about the choreography. And it was it was a stimulating thing, you know. It was a, visually, it was pretty wild. This will be like that. I assume it'll be some great choreography, and and the weekend will just be you know the guy, the star of it all. But what I'm still we'll out of touch with Bob Colt. I'm totally out of touch with pop culture. My my music, I know more about 50s and 60s music than 90s and 2000s music. So after the second giant Super Bowl, they had the, in the Indianapolis, they had the uh, uh, the Patriots postgame party. Of course, they lost, but Maroon 5 is playing, which is like, and I'm like, my buddy, oh, are these guys popular? <laughs> I had never heard of them. What do you want? What do you want? Dion? You want run around Stewart? I had never heard of Maroon 5, and they were playing the Patriots You never heard of them. You never heard of Adam Levine. They, they were terrible, if it makes you feel any better. He took his shirt off because he's just this narcissist. But anyway, they were awful. I got bad news for you, Kerry. Tony Bennett's got Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> bad news. Um, he, Tony Bennett's 94, I believe. He's still performing till recently, but... You know, it happens. He's uh, uh, apparently uh, not going to be doing any more shows. Although, 
You ever heard the story of Glenn Campbell? I'm sure you're a big Glenn. I was just thinking about Glenn Campbell for some reason. Just of thinking about Glenn Campbell. I mean, he was great, but he had Alzheimer's and they, he still performed and he could do nothing but sing his songs. He didn't even know his own bandmates. He That's just amazing, isn't it? Family. And there was some question whether this was cruel, it, whether it was like, you know, Jill Biden marching her husband out to actually, you know, run for president. <laughs> um, it was this uh, family looking out for Glenn Campbell's best interest. Cause they would, he'd perform and just sit there and play his guitar and sing his songs and leave the stage. And that was it. He couldn't talk. He couldn't converse. And he was in the throes of Alzheimer's and he's no longer with us, but maybe that's what Tony Bennett will be like. God knows that's what Joe Biden's that's like. Joe Biden, we, that's for sure. Right? That's you, you are the founder of cold, hard football facts. You deal in facts, you deal in data which is always uh, a, a great change of pace. We speak out of our rectums for the most part. You do yep. not. You deal with You're the, really good at it. With the numbers. I want to do a couple things. First of all, before we get to the numbers, hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. As we all know, uniform professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. There was this totally idiotic pre. There is this pre-Super Bowl angle that some in the media are taking. And I give them a pass for the most part because you run out of angles. You run out of stories. You run out of ideas. And you just say, oh, boy, Brady was... Uh, he was in college and playing for Michigan when Mahomes was born. And, you know, you go through how many teammates were even alive when Brady was playing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's probably run its course. Um, there was this question, and I forget who I was uh, reading, writing about it. Who is Belichick rooting for? Is Belichick rooting for Brady? Is he rooting against him? And I'm like, that is so ridiculous. Belichick, and this is not a knock on him, is a human being, right? Last I checked, he's a human being. He's a great, great coach, smart guy, weird guy. There is zero chance, zero, that Belichick is rooting for Tom Brady. Not that he hates Brady. He's just rooting for himself. And when Brady goes off and wins, you hear people like Danny Amendola say, the Patriot way is the Brady way. See, he doesn't need Belichick. Belichick just went 7-9, and had a terrible quarterback, he can't win without Brady. Look what he did in Cleveland. Look what he did in yep. the first year in New England. Uh, does anyone honestly think Bill Belichick is rooting for Tom Brady? I don't. You know what? I mean, I'm, I don't. I don't play that game normally, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what their relationship okay. is. Off You're the not field. an idiot. We, we hear a lot of stories, Jerry, but do you know? Do you know their relationship off the field? I don't have to. 
Belichick yeah. is rooting for himself. I agree like, with that. I, I agree with that 100%. But does he have some sort of emotional tie to this little puppy brought up through the league? I, I don't know. So my answer is I don't, I don't know. I'm, well, I'm not saying you, you're wrong. You, all right, Cullinane, what's your take on this? You, you, you speak for the, you know, the brainless Patriot fans out there. That just, <laughs> do you think there's any chance Belichick wants to see Brady win another ring? I absolutely think there's a chance that, that he wants to see Tom Brady win a ring. Yes. Oh, no, I, do, I don't think the majority of Patriots fans agree with me. I think they agree with you. But I, I don't believe all the behind-the-scenes bullshit. That's just not me. I think I think they parted ways this 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 offseason, the way it should have gone down. He didn't want him anymore. He's older. He wants to prove himself somewhere else. It's fine. They both go their separate ways. And it is what it is. That's it. And, and Belichick's in rebuilding mode. He knows what his situation is. He I agree. He's in, in rebuilding mode. But um, he didn't expect this from Brady. As I've said many times, he knew. He felt Brady was probably you know going to be okay for a while, you know, passable in Tampa. But he soon enough was going to get old, and he didn't want him doing it on his dime. For the most part, Belichick is right when he makes these decisions. We've seen it time and again. He gets rid of guys a year too soon. Rather than a year too late, he doesn't hang on because of sentiment. He doesn't want him to look look great on Sunday because it makes him look bad. He got nothing for him. It doesn't make him look bad because he walked away. It doesn't. I'm a year old quarterback. Nobody in their right mind thought Brady was going to pull off what he was doing. Like it's all a gamble situation. It's Dave, the, the graveyard of NFL history is littered with the bodies of people who doubted Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, you he always wins. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet on Tom Brady until the day he drops dead. If he comes back to the NFL at age 65, I'm betting on Tom Brady. He's he's every he's proven every doubter wrong over and over and over. The fact that he still has doubters is baffling. The fact that Brady that Belichick got rid of him baffles me. This guy should have died on the field. He should have died at Gillette Stadium on the field. He deserved and, and, it. And he's talking about playing beyond 45, and he looks like he's younger than Mahomes, and he sounds young, and whatever he's doing is remarkable. By the way, who had more passing touchdowns this year, Brady or Mahomes? Oh, we're going to get to that. Terry, Terry right. Burns' cold hard football facts, I, and I want to get to the prop bets when it comes to Brady, too. Um, but let me just get this out of the way. You picking Tampa? You picking? Uh, well, you, you know, I'm a businessman, Jerry. We publish our picks every week at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Okay. And uh, if your listeners want to come, check it out. We'll have our pick published uh, tomorrow. And uh, you can see where we're going. I'm going to go over a lot of data with you. You can maybe, uh, you know, give some people some things to think about. But you come, actually, we have a special code, 55. You come, you get half off the price, Jerry. So get my pick. 55, that's that's how old Brady's going to be when he plays in the basketball. But tell me why everybody is in awe of this Kansas City offense, of this quarterback who is more talented than any quarterback I've ever seen who has the best cast pass catching tight end in the NFL, maybe ever who has yep. the most explosive player and the biggest dirt bag Tyreek Hill. Why is Brady and his, why, why, include the, include the defense in here, the coaching, the whatever home field. Give me uh, a reason to believe that, that, how about this? Reason to believe the Bucks defense can slow down the Kansas City offense. Well, let, let me get to the, let me get to one part first, and we'll talk about the Bucks defense. Then there's some really good data there. Uh, first of all, we talked about this earlier, and we, you and I have talked about it for years now. We, you know, the Code Art Football Facts are all about is, is is conventional wisdom supported by the data? Is the current storyline supported by the data? And if you ask the average American football fan, I'm guessing 95 out of 100 will say Kansas City has a better offense, right? Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. And Patrick Mahomes is a brilliant player. 
Uh, the, the conventional wisdom by a wide margin is that Kansas City is a better offense. One little problem. It's not true. It's simply not true. There is no empirical evidence that Kansas City has a better offense. We think they're better, but they're not. I'll just run through the data. Uh, points scored. Tampa Bay scored 492 points this year. Franchise record. Third in the NFL. The Chiefs were sixth in the NFL and scored. Five teams scored more points than the Chiefs this year. 473. Uh the Buccaneers uh, were more efficient. We have a stat called scoreability, which measures how efficiently you turn uh, yards into points. The Buccaneers were second, the second most efficient offense in football. The Chiefs were fifth. Uh, we have something called relativity. We look at how well you perform relative to the quality of your opposition on offense and on defense. Here's how it works. If, you, if, a t- if an opponent gives up 20 points per game and you score 25, you're plus five for that game, okay? The Buccaneers were third or second in that stat this year, the second most uh, – the second best offense in football relative to the quality of the defenses they play. The Chiefs were fifth. Uh, Tom Brady threw more touchdown passes than Patrick Mahomes this year. Tom Brady ran for more touchdowns this year than Patrick Mahomes. Three versus two. Uh, Tom Brady had one of the all-time great seasons, period, in 2020. Uh, the Buccaneers have a better offense. I would just say it point blank. The, Buc- the best offense on that field on Sunday is Tampa Bay, not Kansas City. Wow. Good. Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost the game by more than one score since he was at Texas Tech. It's unbelievable. No, and I'm not taking anything. He's a joy. To, and you know what? That's one of the things. I don't know anyone who doesn't like him. Like, he, he's a joy to watch. I mean, he's fun. To, and he seems like he carries himself well. He says all the right things. Uh, there's, you know, it's, I'm not crapping on Patrick Mahomes, but, uh, you know, he's going to be a brilliant young player in the face of the NFL for maybe another decade or more. In Tom Brady's case, another 15 years. Uh but right now, Tampa Bay actually has the better offense going in going into this game. Wow! That I mean, only only uh, only Gary Byrne and Cold Hard Football Facts come up with that. But uh, it's not it's not rocket science, Jerry. It's, it's just well, looking at the data. It's looking what how they looking put at the data, data, not believing your lion eyes. Because when I look at Kansas City and Tampa, I say there's no way uh, Brady and the Bucks have a better offense. Certainly not a more explosive offense. I know Brady's thrown deep more, and that was a big issue. Uh, yep. You know, going into the season or early in the season with Bruce Arians, but no one throws deep or throws downfield or throws, you know, up the seams like Mahomes. No one has his talent. You know, no one can get rid of the ball. Like, I mean, make these, these off balance throws. It's just, he's, he's a freak and he's 25 and he had certainly, I mean, Brady, the last we saw him was throwing three picks in the second half against Green no, Bay. had a terrible second half. I'm just looking at one of our stats right now, real passing yards per attempt, which looks at how well – it includes sacks. Since the short version is it includes every drop back, not just when you throw the ball downfield. And Kansas City was third, 7.4 uh, four yards per attempt, and the Buccaneers were eighth, 7.14. So 0.3 yards per attempt difference, which is significant over the course of the season. But, uh, you know, the Buccaneers got the ball down the field fairly well too it wasn't it, it's not uh i would say the, don't trust your lying eyes i mean the eye test if you're going to put the data up against the eye test the data will win nine times out of ten uh, we saw you know, especially in football what's one of the things about football is we we remember anecdotes we remember great plays we remember the like the long run that running back or that spectacular run but you forget the four times he was stopped behind the line of scrimmage. You and I have talked about this for years. Running the ball doesn't matter. But people think, oh, you have this great running back. They remember the one great run he had, and they, they forget over the course of the season. He really had no impact on the, on the course of the game. Trust the data is all I'm saying. Trust the data. Uh, here's, here's a couple questions for you. If, you know, obviously, uh, I'm 
taking the Bucks. Sounds like you are two plus three and a half. But um, Brady has not been great in the playoffs. He threw for 199 yards against the Saints. <clears throat> he threw for 280 with three picks yep. against Green Bay. The over-under on Brady passing yards, 301.5. Now, my initial instinct is to say under, but this is going to be a shootout, isn't it? He's going to have to throw for 300 yards to win this game. At least it seems that way on the surface. I agree. I agree. By the way, if he throws for 360 yards on the Super Bowl, he'll set the all-time single postseason record for passing yards at 43 years old. He threw for 500 yards in a losing effort. They never punted. They never punted. Threw for 505 yards, a postseason record, and they lost. That's amazing. The Chiefs, I don't even think, have a punter. They never punt. They don't have to punt. Brady threw for uh, 460, was it, against? 466 uh, against Atlanta. Atlanta in the greatest comeback. All right, here's a couple other Brady prop bets for you. Passing touchdowns, 2.5. I take the over on that. You would? Yeah, yeah. How about rushing yards, a half a yard? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> by the way he i looked it up he had three rushing touchdowns this season and six rushing yards all right brady uh, so i'll take the over on that one too take the over how about this one uh brady passing attempts 39.5 so they're expecting him to chuck it man so is he gonna throw 40 times definitely take the over on that i mean look at his yeah. last couple of super bowls he holds like every single game passing record as well in the super bowl i think if he only if he joined the nfl in like 2014 he holds the Super Bowl passing yards record since then. Really? <laughs> you know, completions 25.5. So you're taking over 40. I'm taking you over on everything, I think. I'll I'll both of them. All right, all right. Good, good. I got one here, and I was, uh, I'm was i going back and forth on this one. Picks, 0. 0.5. I'm going to take the over. Uh, me too. Yeah. Brady has a penchant for throwing those picks. I mean, somehow, you know, the three last week we talked about, he had two against the Seahawks. Remember that game? He had – it seems he has a pick every Super Bowl. He's not played flawless despite the heroics. It's because he takes chances too. I think in his mind, you got to go for it. He's yep. not holding back. He's not going to play concern. If his coach, put it this way, if his coach tells him to kick a field goal on fourth and goal from the eight with two minutes left, Brady will throw an old-fashioned Brady tantrum and say no. He will win that fight too. But that's the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, Rodgers wasn't pleased. I'm not sure I want to blame Rodgers. I, I blame Rodgers for not running the ball on third down, making the Wide decision. Open, yeah. If he'd run it, he'd. Have, I think he'd have gotten in. I've only seen it about 50 times. If he didn't get in, it would have been on the two or the three, and, and LaFleur would have been off the hook. He would have gone for it. LaFleur will live with that decision forever. If he doesn't go back, if he doesn't go to the Super Bowl next year or win one the next couple of years, They'll always remember that call. But by the way, he defended it earlier this week. He said, I'd do it again if I had the chance. <laughs> you do it again. It's the dumbest decision you've ever made, and you would do it again. Well, yeah, well, he also, I mean, but he also just reiterated what you just said is that if it was, you know, uh, fourth at the five, if they were at the five yard line, they would have went for him. So it was kind of a shot at Aaron Rodgers at the same time, don't you think? A little bit? Yes, yes. I mean, he should have, right, right. It was a little bit, which is why Rodgers is a little rankled right now. But, I mean, he'll be back. The biggest reason, back. not to rehash ancient history, but the biggest reason it was a mistake is they still needed a touchdown. If they right. were down by six and kicked the field goal and only needed a field goal, it would make sense. You go but from eight still to five. A it made, it made still no sense. And, by the way, you still need a touchdown. So, if you go for it and get to the two or the three or the one, 
then Brady's starting out at the one, you have a much Correct. better chance. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You, need, you need the defense to be away. It doesn't even – it made zero. idiotic. But here's why we don't have to worry about that because these two are good coaches. You know, Andy Reid's one of the best ever, and they go for it. These guys go for it. They don't yep. take – they take chances. We saw Andy Reid in uh, the week before, fourth and one, throwing the ball with Chad Henney. Uh, he said, you know, he was at BYU. Every down's a throwing down. Uh, same with Bruce Arians, who, by the way, lets Brady coach. So Brady probably making the call anyway. You will not see a timid call on you know fourth and two from the forty-five. These two won't punt, which is good. That's how it should be. There'll be no regrets. We're going for it. I mean, it feels like here's whatever I love when everyone predicts, uh, Kerry and Dave. You, you you hear people, you know, like news anchors who don't know what. Yep. I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game and. They don't really give you a basis for that. It's just it's going to be great. It's easy to say. It's just mindless. Yep. Here's my prediction. It's going to be a great game. It feels like it's going to go the final two minutes. It feels like, you know, Mahomes and Brady are going to trade spectacular throws down the field. Uh, Kelsey's going to make, you know, 12 catches for 128 yards and two touchdowns. Tyree Kill's going to break one for 50 yards. Brady is going to hook up with Gronk. He's going to have like 50 yards of uh, of yak. It's going to be good. I feel like the best quarter, best player ever is going against the best player today. Yeah. That's a I, You point. know what? There's always way too much hype over the Super Bowl. And right. we, we, try, we always try to be an antidote to the hype. Like, you know, it's great. Everyone thinks this, but what are the, what do the stats say? Uh, in this case, I'm buying the hype. I mean, this legitimately has all the potential in the world to be, to be one of the all-time great Super Bowls. And certainly all the storylines are in place. By the way, one thing Brady doesn't get credit for, he made the Super Bowl great again. Remember how bad the Super Bowls were in the 80s yes, and 90s? I used to say this all the time because I covered a lot of Super Bowls in the old days, like the Bills yeah. four Super Bowls, and there was all these blowouts. The, year after know, year. The, the Niners against the Chargers, and then there was all these games, these 55 to 10 games. And, yeah. and, it, and the reason is, the reason was, is because when a team gets a lead, like a two-touchdown lead, the other team mentally gives up. They know there's nothing left to play for. There's no... You don't play another week. You don't advance. And, yep. and it became like there was blowouts and just disappointments. You're right. Brady plays. They win or lose by, by three. You know, it's the way it works. Every and, All nine Super Bowls have, for the most part, come down to the last drive. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Even, the, even the Rams 13-3 Super Bowl was in doubt in late in the fourth quarter. I mean, they've all, even the ones that weren't great Super Bowls, the first Eagles Super Bowl, 24-21. Until McNabb threw that pick in the late in the fourth quarter, that was still a game. That was still a game. The the outcome right. was in doubt in the final minute. And these have and Brady's engineered all the greatest scoring drives, other than the Eli Manning drive against the Patriots. He's engineered all the greatest, most spectacular last second scoring drives in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah. No one's ever done it over and over like he has. And, and these have been all great Super Bowls. And it feels that way again. It feels again. We've talked about this a lot. That football, you know, conquered COVID. All the rest of the there's something missing from basketball and hockey and yeah. ba- obviously baseball. And they changed the rules and canceled games and postponed games and shortened the season. The NFL didn't miss a game, didn't postpone a game, didn't delay a game. Their positive rate was 0.08 percent. Guys testing positive. They took a million tests. There was hardly any disruption i mean obviously some guys missed a game here and there yeah cam newton missed a game but now we're gearing up for the super bowl with no COVID issue on the field or in, among the teams um i mean we're still seeing you know almost Andy, we almost had a big COVID issue 
right? Yeah, with Bob, the Harper. Is that not the funniest? The funniest. Um, I don't know what you call it. profile new profile pick you've ever seen. The the Chiefs. Um, uh, what's his name? The lineman got his his barber got COVID or uh, got a yeah, COVID like bunch of, yeah, yeah. In the middle of his haircut, so as a result, he tweets out a picture of himself with half his haircut. Instead, new profile. <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? By the way, these football players aren't breaking out. You know, sweating all over each other, spitting on each other. You know, and just in every foul human you know, uh, emission all over each other, rolling in the mud. If these guys aren't getting sick left and right, then uh, it can't be that bad, right? I mean, yeah, I know they're all young and healthy, but that's the point. The young and healthy people are, are fine. And by the way, Jerry, just to, to switch topics a little bit, imagine if the teachers unions were in the supermarkets. We all would have starved to death. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, right, the guy, whatever, the guy, the the the... the Got work on the counter, work in the produce section. It uh, hasn't missed a day, and but the I, I, I tend to look at the bright side, the the upside. That's the way I am, Kerry. And it what as good as come of this? They've exposed teachers union. Everybody knows now that teachers unions don't give a damn about children. They're yep. some of the most safe. They're some of the most selfish, most disgusting human beings. Literally saying the hell with the kids. We know they're. You know, depression. We know some are killing themselves, but our vacation ain't going to end anytime soon. And you, then you have years, cowards, you have years, cowardly politicians like our new commander in chief and so many others who uh, uh, take their you know take their side. Imagine taking the side of a teachers union that already got vaccinated and still refuses to go to school, like in uh, Falls Church, Virginia, or in Chicago. It's it's incredible. But yeah, I do a uh, the I do this little political blog. It's called the Peace Sailed Papers. It's a tribute to John Adams, and it's some you know, your 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 listeners would certainly like it. It's just peacefieldpapers.com. Totally nothing to do with football. But I wrote a story about the two two tribes of cavemen. Uh, the one who took on their challenges and went out and hunted the saber tooth tigers, and from that, you know, used the bones for weapons and tools and built societies and villages and cities and you know explored the oceans. The other tribe refused to leave their cave and they all died of starvation, right? There's a certain risk in, in human life. And, you know, there's, there, you, need to, you need to take risks to advance as a species. Uh, we've decided as a species to not take risk anymore, to sit down. And, and the people who did take risk, the saber-toothed tiger hunters of our generation, Jerry, are the supermarket workers. When people were freaking out, afraid to go out, these guys went to work. These are the heroes. These are the great heroes, and they're not medical professionals. They're not, I mean, so did uh, you know Uber drivers and you know, agree, agree. Guys, fair enough, fair enough. I'm not fair enough, but the people who mean, you know, there, you know? there are people who didn't miss a day. The, the teachers unions, uh, you know, not all teachers, but the teachers unions and some school districts have been on a ten month vacation, and they don't want it to end. I mean, you saw that teachers union official yeah. poolside in the Caribbean. You know, Instagramming the day after she said it's too dangerous to go back to school. I mean, they have I been know. exposed. I think everybody know that. That's why people who can afford it are taking their kids out of, uh, uh, you know, out of public schools and putting them. And who does that hurt? Kids. Does that hurt rich kids or poor kids, Jerry? It hurts poor kids, kids of well, color, brown poor kids, kids of and black kids like uh, you know Ayanna Presley and AOC. Oh, we got to get to AOC. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the lineman's name is Daniel Kilgore. Um, yep. He's the one that sent out a picture of himself with half a haircut because the barber in the middle though. of the haircut uh, was told that he was exposed to someone with COVID. So he had to, uh, uh, whatever the protocol is, he's not, he doesn't, hasn't tested positive. He's not missing the game, but maybe you need a building. 
you know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They they partner with Easy Set Worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. All right, we got we got a bunch of other stuff to get to, Kerry. Stop uh, distracting me with these lockdowns. They drive me insane. <laughs> drive me insane. I have not worked out. Not, we know these, we know these governors are horrible human beings. God knows. The whole world knows. Cuomo is a horrible person. Charlie Baker, a horrible person. Ruin businesses. Ruin lives. Do not care. Do not miss a moment's sleep. What bothers me and you are these people who comply, who follow along like lemmings. It's very very disappointing. Hell, um, there are people who live near me, who my family, friends, who voted once upon a time, voted for John Kerry. You want a baffling thing. You want a baffling fact of life. They looked at this phony, this elitist charlatan, yep. this total a-hole and said, yeah, I want him as my senator or worse, as my president. And if you, you know, obviously we know all this climate change nonsense is mostly geared towards just taking more control of our lives. But Joe Biden took office and said, I need a climate change czar, a czar, <laughs> fight climate. And all oh, we got to just going to hear about it nonstop for the next four years. And he picks a 77 year old failed candidate who everybody knows is a total phony. Everybody knows. The ultimate elitist. The ultimate elitist. And I mean, when a guy has a, you know, 12,000 foot mansion on the ocean in, uh, in Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard, wherever he is, who uh, has a fleet of SUVs, who has a 75 foot uh, yacht, who has a private plane and flies everywhere. There's one thing we can all agree on. He does not believe that climate change is existential. That's a fact. I mean, that's not even debatable. You want to talk about Greta Thunberg or you want to talk about, you know, some person that lives in a yacht? walks the walk and composts and, and, and drives a Prius and, you know, makes his own clothes. Fine. They're a believer. This guy's not a believer. This guy is a liar. This guy's a charlatan. You know, he doesn't believe what he says. Cause we'll just look at the evidence, but the old George Orwell line, right? Some animals are more equal than others. Yes. And this right? would be, and, and, this, and, 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 and by the way, leave that now. They let the, they don't care that their leaders 
play by their own rules. They just comply and, oh, no, it's, no, he's doing it for the greater good. You're, they want you to live like – they want you – listen, if you didn't freeze to death this past weekend, think of fossil fuel. You know, we all live on fossil fuels. Fossil we fuels. we need them. They, they, they keep us alive and people complain about them. They think shutting down the pipeline is going to stop gas emissions, oil emissions, fossil fuel emissions. And, and, no, and, it's not at all. And you're going to be told, by the way, this was this broke the day or two days after they put 11,000 pipeline workers out of work. Oh, Guys yeah. who were making over 100 grand who had established themselves in these towns in North Dakota and South Dakota and made – and and made good money, and the kids were in school. And with a flick of a uh, you know flick of his pen, Biden just put them all out of work. And 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 Kerry stood before the assembled media and said, "They can find other jobs. They can make solar panels." I know, like I it's know. the ultimate in arrogance. And again, I have mixed emotions because the pipefitters union endorsed the man that just put them out of work. But that's beside the point. He yeah, really but I bet you the rank and file pipe fit is ninety percent voted Trump. Right, I, and their lives are not even if they could get other jobs, they have yeah. to uproot their families and move, learn a new trade, make solar panels. Like you just oh, where do you go? Go to the local uh, you know community college and take a course. How do you make solar panels? I mean, their lives were destroyed, and Biden doesn't bat an eye, and neither does this freaking fraud carry. But by the way, carry. But but so he flies to on his private jet to Iceland to get an award, the Arctic circle award for his fight against <laughs> climate change. I need to know, I need to know who is not offended, upset by this, this guy's just otherworldly arrogance. I mean, the you know who's not guy. offended all hundred thousand people in Cambridge. Okay. And, and they're either people on the upper West side, people okay. in Silicon Valley, people in Hollywood, none of them care. They don't care. Okay. Then they're not the rich white elitist. The rich that's, white elitist. True. They don't and they go it. along with this whole this nonsense that John Kerry is flying his private jet around the world to flight climate change. It's so ridiculous. And they're gonna take away, you know, your SUV, your truck, you know, your you know, whatever's uh, you know, your tractor and say yep. we have to do that to fight climate change. And then Kerry will get on his yacht or get on his plane and say, Yeah, I'm but but here's here's the killer is he's so arrogant, he's such an elitist, he's such an a hole, that he can't even uh, he doesn't even understand how bad it looks, because he thinks he's so important that the average person is going to go oh I understand why he's flying around in a private jet and 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 driving an SUV he's important yeah let's play let's play the sound when he's asked by one bold reporter in Iceland isn't it kind of hypocritical of you to fly in a private jet and tell others to, to, to go without. On that issue, pollution, I understand that you came here with a private jet. Uh, is that the, an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Uh, I negotiated the Paris Accords uh, for the United States. I've been involved in this fight for years. I negotiated with President Xi to bring President Xi to the table so we could get Paris. And uh, I believe the time it takes me to get somewhere, I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. But what I'm doing almost full time is working to win the battle of climate change. And in the end, uh, if I offset and contribute my life to do this, uh, I'm not going to be put on the defensive. 
people like me, for someone like me, he says, in other words, not for you, not for you, that, you know, pipeline worker, not for you, the person that wants to, you know, drive a Chevy Suburban, not for you, for me, you know, you can't, whatever, use a plastic bag or, you know, you yeah, it, it, I'm more important. My cause, you know, my, my work is more important. So I can't just sail across the ocean. Jerry, oh, can you do a Zoom meeting like no, everybody no, no. else? You can, you can Zoom yeah. meeting. And, and worse, I realized this was, you know, before the lockdowns, but he's going to be doing it now because he's doing it for Biden. He's going to be jetting all over the world. I mean, that's the number one reason we're back in the Paris climate court. So he can go stay in really nice hotels in Paris and Prague, Davos and, you know, Davos. That's yeah. why, you know, that's the most important thing. So John Kerry can, this 77 year old decrepit old man, this dinosaur can go out there and, and fight this phantom fight that, you know, I'm going to get China to come to the accords. Nothing's going to come of it. Everyone knows it. It just amazes me that every, that we don't have 100% consensus on this, on what a phony he is. And I got a question if you're Biden, this is your choice to be the face. And that's a pretty scary face of the fight against climate are you telling me there's not some, you know, 40 year old guy who graduated with a PhD in whatever climate science from MIT yeah. that wouldn't stand there and, and, you know, would be whatever driving a, a hybrid and in, in, you know, flying commercial and say, this is the fight of our lives and, and, and have more credibility. Why would you pick this guy who has zero credibility? It's the club. They're all in a club. They're this elitist club. They this is this goes back to something we you and I might have talked about it. I, I've been talking about it a lot, but uh, we hear all these things about systemic racism and systemic injustice. Who runs the system, Jerry? Right. Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been an elected, been in Washington D.C. literally longer than any other human being. He's been there. No one has been in Washington longer than him. He is the system. The Democrats are the system. They run. Hollywood, they run Silicon Valley, they run big tech, they run big media, they run academia, they run public education, they run every every lever of political and cultural power in this nation. They are the system, and then they complain about it and blame unemployed coal miners the, the guy, in West the Virginia. Guy was, the guy's been in Washington almost a half a century, and when he campaigned against Trump, when the campaign began, Trump was there for three and a half years, and he said, we have to... Uh, uh, change the system, overthrow the system. He is the system. You were there for 50 years. You were there for eight years before Trump. Trump was there for three and a half. What the hell are you talking about? But hey, it worked. I, I don't know why I'm I'm, I'm questioning the guy. When was, was Kerry first elected? 1980 maybe? To the uh, Senate? I don't know. He started as lieutenant governor and then uh, and became senator, and it's just an appalling human. I being. mean, he's been there forever. I'm just looking it up right now, but he's been there close to half a century himself. <laughs> and, I can four. So he, and, he was elected to the Senate almost 40 years ago. Right. And he, and I mean, why can't he just go away? 77. Why can't they just find someone else? Find someone smart and young, you know, like oh, AOC. Yeah. I don't, I don't, we don't have time to do AOC because her, her Instagram video is just priceless. She's so dumb and she's, and she got caught lying. I mean, I realize people, you know, love her real hard lefty. She's a, you know, socialist. She's a burning. It's not even real hard lefties, Jerry. That's the scary thing. It is scary. And they're going to sit there and talk about the crazies in the Republican party. Well, you had this woman who said she thought she was going to die when she was under siege from the, the people who trespassed on 
January 6th, you know, the Viking man yeah. and the other morons that went unarmed into the Capitol. The, you know, the way they sort of what they did when Kavanaugh was nominated, just stormed the Capitol. We find out yesterday that she was lying. She wasn't even at the Capitol. She wasn't under siege. Nobody was in her office. Nobody was even in the hallway outside her office. She made it all up. And what you know was trending last night, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett. Yeah, she is, that's, that's still trending, by the way. Is it still trending? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, she yeah. was caught in a lie, and she'll double down. But she, but she has her victim spread. Most people don't know she's lying. They heard the story. She, the victimhood is the the coin of the realm on the left. You're everyone's a victim of something. And right, and pays his taxes. Ayanna Presley came out and said, "If you criticize her, that's dangerous misinformation that could get them hurt." Ayanna Presley a couple of weeks ago said, "There are white supremacists in Congress working with her in Congress." Didn't name any names, just threw it out there. You can do that. When you're Ayanna Presley or AOC, you can say anything. You can say, Ted Cruz almost murdered me. And nobody questions you. You just have this this freedom to say anything. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. 500,000 people to watch her on Twitch live. It's, it's really wild. How many, how many Instagram followers does she have? Uh, I, I can check it. Millions, like 10 million. All right, let's, we, we, got, we got a minute. Just play a little of this dramatic performance by the biggest narcissist in Washington, everything is about her. She's as she says, you know, bright as a three watt bulb. Doesn't matter. She's a uh, a leading uh, voice, the face of the Democrat Party, and what she's saying is one hundred percent made up. Not a big deal, but she just made it all up. Like I'm here, and the bathroom door starts going like this. Like the bathroom door is behind me or rather in front of me, and I'm like this, and the door hinges right here, and I just hear, where is she? Where is she? And um, this was the moment where I thought everything was over. Um, And the weird thing about moments like these is that you lose all sense of time. Um, in retrospect, um, maybe it was four seconds. Maybe it was five seconds. Maybe it was 10 seconds. Maybe it was one second. I don't know. Could have been zero. I don't know. It could have been zero seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And now we find out she wasn't even in the Capitol. She was at that annex building where offices and the people in the next office uh, said there was no trespassers. There was no rioters. They weren't even in the building. The person who said, where is she, was a cop who was looking out for her, was making sure she was safe. She made it all up, and it's amazing. You could just do that, and we'll move on today. We'll sit there and talk about something else, talk about, you know, Viking man, you know, whatever, these morons that stormed the Capitol and say, oh, they're going to overthrow the government. That lunatic is She's, she's going to be in our lives, by the way, for the next 40 years. She's a, Harry, I never thought I'd see the day when Moon Unit Zappa was the face of the Democrat Party. <laughs> right. I mean, it just feels like that annoying girl in, in your high school, whatever, yeah. you know, English class wanted to talk and make everything about her. It's like, okay, not again. But anyway, speaking of making everything about her, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to this because I don't know if you saw this, Kerry, but um, – Dave Cullinane's dream job opened up yesterday. Oh, I haven't heard, we haven't talked about this. I haven't heard Uh-oh. from him. 
but I, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't blame him if he got excited. I pictured you. <laughs> this has come full circle. This was literally the first show of the Jerry Callahan podcast. You said you wouldn't, you wouldn't mind if I left you for Ryan Whitney. I think was the first. I, I, we all have our dreams. To me, you know, if, if some, if they said if a job was posted and said you get to, uh, you get to blow dry Tucker Carlson's hair every day before uh, the show, and you know, you get to you know give him some ideas and. Co- I, I, I don't know what my dream would be to see it pop up. Something, uh, hell, let's get to me before we get to you. Yesterday I was on Adam Carolla's show. I think it's posted today. Oh, you didn't tell me that, you idiot. Yes, well, it's you, it's po- it was recorded, posted today. That's why I have the TV lights. If you notice, I got my TV lights on here because uh, it is – here's someone I'm jealous of. Adam Carolla does essentially what we do. He does a daily podcast – Talks about the news, screws around. He's very popular. He's funny. He's got a uh, the world record of most downloads for podcasts. Really? Yes. It's oh, that's wow. there. And he makes a fortune. And he's got a staff of like 27 people. He's got producers and, you know, uh, uh, update people. And there's this, this really attractive woman who does uh, the news. And, I mean, and he just sits there and shoots. That sounds it. awful, by the way. 27 people working on it. That sounds <laughs> awful. I'm just going to be honest about that. But sounds go on, sorry. I don't, who wants to be around that many? Like when you're doing a podcast, who well, wants to be that many people? It's like, I mean, essentially doing a radio show. I used to have a big crew when I was on the radio. Most of them were, were worthless. But you could other people, and they did their job, and you did your job. And most podcasts, I think, would I'd say were like us. You know, it's like two-man operation. They're they're doing their best, but not Adam. Adam's got a whole crew, and they recorded the thing yesterday. I think it'll be up today. I believe it's posted today. He posts stuff, and you never know when it was recorded and when it's posted, and a lot of it's, you know, best of, and a lot of it's, you know, new, and you, you don't know. But anyway, it's very popular. You can hear me with Adam, I think, today. You can find it on Apple and Spotify and all your usual podcast <laughs> places. But that that would be my dream to sit there and have some you know hot chick doing the news and some other guy doing this and I just kind of kick back and you got Dave cash my checks. Yeah, you talk to me. You look at me every morning. That's so this job is posted. Can I? Do you have the job the 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 tweet in front of you, Cullinan? I can find it if you don't. I don't because you had a bigger reaction to it than I did. So oh I, yeah, right. Like you didn't react and get all. I did a I did a stupid little eye emoji as a joke. I'm not a video. It's for a video producer. I'm yeah, not a video. You, but I, you are a moron. But you know how to do what they're what the, the you you can do the job that they're looking for. You are you know that. Uh, I don't know that. That I I think that they're looking for a video producer, almost like a TV producer that does a lot of flashy shit with video. That isn't necessarily my skill set, I- exactly. Okay. However, 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 I will have some interaction with the guys this weekend, so I'll let you know how that goes. If they, I, I'm um, involved this with guy. Them. So I assume you know this guy, Mike Grinnell. Grinnell, yep. He's with Barstool. Great, He's great producer. Spitting Chicklets. I know if you know Carrie, you're a big fan, I'm sure. Spitting Chicklets is their hockey podcast. Okay. With Ryan Whitney, Rear Admiral, and who else? Uh, Paul Bissonette, Biz Nasty. Paul Bissonette. So yep. these guys have a huge following. They talk hockey, and they have like 800,000 people that listen every day, all of them just like Kone, just brainless hockey heads. <laughs> you know, they just love people them. like having a good time. People like to laugh. People yes. like to laugh. So, yes. So uh, they put out a thing. It says, want to join the Spittin' Chicklets team? We're looking to add a video editor slash producer. And immediately, and then Cullinane, what is that? Eyeballs? Is that what you tweeted? Yeah, I just put a little eyeball emoji. And I 
I immediately posted a want that for a new producer for me because I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why you have any ideas that I, this would be a intro. Wait, where is it? My I don't know why you think this. <laughs> is the is the I don't know. I mean, it's, it's empty, by the way. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know why you get these. Ideas. Is that empty? No, I see a shot. Yeah, there. there's a shot in there. Yeah, a little like bit of that. that. Eye opener. Ryan Whitney fan, and I guarantee you, Colin wouldn't even care what it paid or anything. If they were allow him to be part of their world, that would be his dream. That would be like the pinnacle, and he would just be a, a schlep who would be taking orders from Rear Admiral. But you don't lie. I'm, to hanging, me. Out, I'm hanging out with Rear Admiral this Saturday night, by the way. I'm oh my God! Out. Don't lie to me. You have already inquired. I have not. Know? I have honest to God, I have not. You are a liar. I, I do you not are. think I fit that role. I, I honestly do not. I you don't even know the details. All it says is producer slash video. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't, but I have not. But my priorities are, I, I have priorities on a day-to-day basis. And like I said, I'm trying to, we're putting together something this weekend that is uh, needs my attention and a lot of focus. We're doing some good this weekend, raising money for a local hockey player who had a spinal cord injury. Um, and we're going to raise some money for him this weekend. Where, well, how are you doing that? Why don't you plug that? What is that? It's, gonna, it's Saturday night at five. We're doing it kind of as a pregame show leading into the Bishop Fian hockey game, but it's going to be all over social media. The Chicklets guys that you're referencing are getting involved. RA is going to be in studio with us. Wit, Biz are going to call in. NHL players sending videos and well wishes. So that's going to go on Saturday night. Uh, we're kind of building the infrastructure very quickly right now. So. All right. That's Jeremy. That's the time where uh, Cullinane says, uh, Rear Admiral, uh, can we talk for you? After, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. This, you do good work. And you know what? I wouldn't blame you. You love those guys. You're not faking. You're not lying. When you tell them that you're the biggest fan, you are. I'm not the big. I am not the biggest fan. I just think they're good. They're good. They're like you. Like, I, I think I grew up at a time where like radio guys with big voices who were corny as hell. And there's people that you respond to on social media. It doesn't mean I'm obsessed with them, Jerry. I'm not people blaming you. Offensive. Don't get defensive. That's, That's my brand. I fight back. All right, you know. It's a, hey, you Jerry, know, by the way, here's what I'm going to guess that Kerry Burns' dream job. Just let me guess. All, all right? right, tell me if I'm wrong. I hate like cooking shows and food shows, but my my family likes my wife, my son. They love diners, something and and dives. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Diners, yeah. drive-ins, and dives. That I could see you doing what. Uh, What's his name again? The gray hair. Guy Fieri. Guy, Guy Fieri just goes into diners and dive bars and they fry him up some whatever and they put it with some this pasta and he eats and he laughs and he has a good time and he gets in his convertible and he goes to the next dive. Well, it's that funny. Way. I worked with Guy. Uh, I wrote a cookbook a couple of years ago with a guy named Jay Hodge. You know, it's Mike City Diner in the South End. He's on with Guy all the time on the Food Network. And we did a cookbook from Beirut to Boston. This guy, Jay Hodge, has an incredible story. Yeah, he, I don't care about Jay. I want I'm to know. Did, I, did I nail that? To our cookbook. Did so. I nail that, Kerry? Uh, well, can I tell you something? You know what I did? I am. I started something called the South Shore Bar Pizza Social Club a year ago this month on the eve of COVID. It's become the biggest sensation in the food world. We have 25,000 members of this Facebook group, all from the South Shore, who eat this one kind of pizza. And I think I'm going to turn it into some sort of TV show about South Shore Bar Pizza. I got a guy in Vegas working on a documentary about it right now. So, yeah, I think I could do something okay, like so that. Yeah, I nailed it. Guy yeah. Fieri, who I used to hate because he says my, my family loves him and I'm just annoyed. But then I found out he raised $21 million for out-of-work yeah. bartenders yeah. and waitresses. That guy, and then he gave before that, he was really before everybody else on that too. By the yeah, way, yeah, I know, I know. And then he didn't get that much credit, unlike Portnoy, who was being nominated for sainthood. 
and he should. He's done great work too. But Guy Fieri raised twenty-one million without uh, batting an eye. I don't even know who donated. You I know, mean, like big-time restaurant chains or whatever, to take care of waitresses, waiters, cooks, and uh, bartenders. And then on top of that, he gave Portnoy a big check, right? Didn't he? Yep, he did. I don't know how much for, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we, t- we talked about it a little bit. I think I saw Janice Dean tweet that out like really early in the process. And you're right. right. He didn't get right. any coverage for that. He, and he should. He's, and he has a good time. That diner's drivers. Yeah. No, he's, he's actually a pretty good guy. My friend Jay is a good buddies with him, and he's a pretty good guy. By the way, Portnoy, real quick, taught me everything I ever needed to know about the modern state of media. Early on, when he started Boston, a little before I started Cold Hard, we met at Game On, and I was on with you guys all the time at that point on EEI, and he wasn't getting any publicity or anything. So we sit down, we have a meeting. He goes, Kerry, how do you do it? And we talk, we, you know, we shoot the shit. Come out of that meeting, he starts, name that ass, and I do the relativity index. So we can see how that <laughs> worked out for, <laughs> for each of us. And clearly, and, and now, he was now, a lot smarter than I was. Portnoy, uh, it's the most amazing thing. It's a miracle yeah. he's done. He's, he's gone mainstream. Now he's Unbelievable, you know, yeah. obviously sat down with the president of the United States, but he's got people you know, from Aaron Rodgers to whoever, Don Jr., bowing before him. The guy who did Name That Ass and yeah. all these other crazy things is now – you know, a titan of hey, good for him, man. I, you know, I, good for him. It is funny, and he can weave in Bob better than anybody in the business because he is literally out there for basically a week straight, the face of fighting for the little guy through this whole GameStop hedge fund right. thing. And then on a dime, they can go after him because he sold his stocks and lost $700,000. Right. And like, it's just, and he'll weave in Bob his way around that one. And he'll, and, and he'll I mean, I don't know how he can get any bigger, you know, uh, he yeah. will. I mean, like maybe he runs for president, you know, maybe he runs for, for something. I don't, cause they can they could dig up your past when you run for office. They could dig things up. He doesn't care. He's got he's got plenty of sex tapes that he that's doesn't. True. He doesn't. He doesn't. He just admits it all. He yeah. says, "Yeah, that's me." But hey, he's the poster child of the new media. You know, you and I are old enough to have lived in the old media, the old print media, and he's he's, he's probably the more. face he of made, modern sports media. He made the transition. That's not the only way to be even more popular with the media if he actually transitioned. But we'll we'll do that another day. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady. I just have a feeling. He's got, it's going to go down the wire there. They might not win. How's this? They're three and a half point favorites. I picture them. If they lose, it's going to be by a point or two. How's that? That's why I feel comfortable with my pick. Dave, we're not going to get Kerry Burns pick. You got to go to cold, hot football facts and use what code, what? Uh, 55. Like code 55. 55. Junior yeah. Seau, you got to use code 55 uh, to get Kerry's pick, but he will back it up. You want some uh, data? You want some some facts. Cold Jerry, let me throw one more number at you before we leave. Uh, the Kind of one of the wild cards in all these Super Bowls is how well your defensive line plays. We have a stat for the defensive hog index, and the Patriots have lost to those clearly inferior Giants teams twice. Those teams are dominant in one stat, the defensive hog index, the best defensive front of football. Tampa Bay this year is tied for number two in that indicator. They have uh, one of the best defensive lines in football. And if you're looking for a wild card in this game, Something that, you know, if you can't, you know, if, if you're if you're facing a constant pass rush, it's hard to win a football game. So watch watch that Tampa Bay defensive line. I think that's going to be the, the difference. Right. In this and, game, and that, means, you know, that means Indomitian Sue's going to get a ring. And Antonio yeah. Brown's going to get a ring. But whatever. I'd rather see them get it than Tyreek Hill and Frank Clark. We've gone over that. Cullinane, give me your pick. 
Bucks, an absolute shootout. Bucks are going to win it. I'm going to say, let's go with, uh, I don't know, let's go with like 40, 41 to 35 or something like that. So it's going to be it points all over the place. I like it. I'm going to go, I'm going to need a score. I'll go uh, 34 31. There you go. Bucks and over on all the prop bets. Carry over, over, over. Over, 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 over on every prop bet, including how many times they show Giselle, how many times they mention Belichick, how long the national anthem goes over on everything. I'm over on Gronk. I think the over-under on Gronk yards is only like 26 or something. If I, really? I, I, I read that the other day. I'm not sure if I have it correct. But One thing yeah. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say Gronk's going to have more catches or yards than, Tyre, uh, than, uh, than J- Chase, uh, Travis Kelsey. That ain't happening. Kelsey is in a zone. He's making 10 catches for 100 yep. plus. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. But Either way, it should be fun, Jerry. should be fun. Hi, Gary Bird from Cold Heart Football Facts. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you again soon. And uh, thanks to Shaycock, Green Ally, Paving, and DCU, and GovX. And thanks to everybody for listening, for rating, for reviewing, and especially for subscribing. You can check me out once you're done listening to this, of course, with uh, Adam Carolla the number one downloaded podcast in the history of podcasts. It was fun. We talked, I thought we were going to talk football, Brady, Patriots, whatever, uh, Super Bowl, but we talked cancel culture. And uh, kind of, he writes in in his new book, um, which I have, I just read, I'm your emotional support animal. That's Corolla's book. He, He writes books and they're funny, they're easy reads, and this one was good. And it's a lot of it is about cancel culture. So we get into that with his whole crew. And you're, you're like, you know that he wanted nothing to do with you yesterday, right? Like, you know, you're, it's like in radio, right? You used to have to interview people that the boss told you to interview. Yeah, he, well, he wanted I, it, nothing to do with Jerry Cowan. Uh, well, I don't know. He's got to fill the time. He's got, he, uh, he does like a couple hours a day and he does a lot of you know, stuff. You know, he did a, I was listening to it, did a whole segment on hot dogs and how you eat your hot dogs a couple days ago. And oh, geez, you stop. Know, You're really enticing like, me to tune in. Stop. It's it. like morning, it's like morning radio, but with me, I brought the edge. We had a good time and uh, we had some laughs. So uh, check that out when you're done listening to this and um, wish Colin and good luck tomorrow. He's interviewing for the opening at Spick and Chicklets. His dream oh, job. We, uh, we wouldn't blame you. That is, I mean, I can't even imagine in the talk. presence of Rear Admiral. You must be like a child. You know I'm waiting for my real big shot. I'm You're talking about Kerry Byrne hosting television shows. I mean, I'm born for, look at this hair. I'm born for that shit. Oh, look at that. I can go toe-to-toe there. Doesn't Spitting Chicklets have a TV uh, outlet? Uh, don't they have a video component? YouTube, I guess. Yeah, YouTube. You know, I'm just born for the camera. That's just, that's a basis. So every opportunity is a good opportunity for Dave. And, and you know, I'm sure, you know, when you're around Rear Admiral, are you like in awe? I mean, do you, do you like trip all over yourself because you're just in the. No, you got to big time everybody. You got to right. big time. And he's coming to me, you know, so that's like, it already I'm in a, pl- a position of power at that point. He used to hate me. And I think, I don't know if we got over it or not. I don't know, but he, like, he was the first person who ever like blocked me on twitter i don't know why i used to make fun of him but i don't really remember the details so uh check that out yeah, maybe i'll get into that that'll be a good that's little he still hates me and uh and actually you don't want to bring that up because you're trying to get a job with him but <laughs> good luck with that fundraiser what do people have to do if they want to uh, get involved Colin? Uh, it'll end up being aj10.org we're doing kind of like a jimmy fund radiothon we're doing it all on social media and so a lot of people are getting involved so it should be a good thing all right good luck with that uh That'll do it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again soon. I'm a-
why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.